朋友们，大家好。Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Wai Mai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 ，delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are. 无论你在何处，我们为你速递属天灵粮。There are but a few days left. Jesus is preparing his disciples for what is coming, and he is preparing himself as well. His death is coming, and in these final days, he is spending time with dear friends. He once again predicts his death. This will be the third time. The first two times he told them that they were going to Jerusalem. This time they are already in Jerusalem, and now they are just days away from his death. And some of the people around Jesus are finally on board with the predictions and are preparing for what is ahead, namely the religious leaders who are starting to make their move to capture and kill Jesus, plus Judas. Who is looking to profit, and Mary, who is pouring out her heart. Matthew chapter twenty-six, verses one to five. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, "As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified." Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. Time with those he loved. As the days drew closer and closer to his death, Jesus was not only warning his disciples. He was also spending time with the people he loved the most. This desire brought him to a town near Jerusalem, Bethany, to stay at the home of Jesus's dear friends Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. They gathered together at the home of Simon the leper. During dinner, Mary came into the room and anointed Jesus. This may seem strange to us in our modern world, but what she did was not strange at all to Jesus. He called it a beautiful thing. Matthew chapter twenty-six, verses six to thirteen. While Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, "Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it." To prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. We know this woman is Mary because John also tells the story in his gospel. He describes the scene with Lazarus reclining at the table with Jesus, Martha serving, and Mary anointing Jesus with perfume. John also gives more detail into the response of the disciples and specifically quotes Judas as the one criticizing Mary, and we learn a little more about Judas's character and motives. 
John chapter 12, verses 4 to 6. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Criticism strikes again. This is not the first time Mary was criticized for her adoration of Jesus. Earlier, her sister Martha's irritation exploded with a call for Jesus to rebuke Mary for lazily sitting at his feet as Martha slaved away in the kitchen. Mary was being judged for not serving or giving enough. Martha thought Mary should serve in the kitchen. Judas thought Mary should give to the poor. But both of these criticisms came out of selfishness or self-focus. You should do this. You should do that. Criticism often comes from the people who are closest to us and may come out of a self-focused heart. Both Martha and Judas wanted something for themselves. Martha wanted help with cooking. Judas wanted the 300 denarii value of the perfume. Both times Mary was criticized, she did not defend herself. She was silent. Jesus did not defend her either. He didn't stand up and say, Martha, don't say that, or Judas, how rude. Instead of cutting down Martha and Judas, Jesus simply validated Mary. He praised her. The first incident of criticism was as she sat at his feet, an eager disciple. He called Mary's position, what is better? And now reclining at the table, he said she had done a beautiful thing. Mary may have been misunderstood. It is also possible that others were jealous of her close relationship with Jesus. Whatever was the source of the criticism, Mary did not hold on to it and allow it to bother her. Rather, she kept her eyes on Jesus and he praised her. Close to the heart of Jesus. The fruit of the close relationship between Jesus and Mary was that she was possibly one of the only people who really understood that Jesus was about to die. As the beautiful fragrance of the anointing oil filled the room, Jesus clearly announced Mary's intention with this extravagant anointing. She had anointed his body for burial. Mary was close to the heart of Jesus and she sensed what was coming. As a result of her act, he said that she would be remembered around the world for this beautiful thing that she had done. When you spend time at the feet of Jesus, your heart will become more closely connected to his. You will love what he loves, see what he sees, go where he goes, and become more and more aware of his presence and intentions. You will be led to do extraordinary, extravagant, praiseworthy, and beautiful things that will be remembered. What made this act so beautiful? Mary had sacrificed a year's wages for the perfume, but certainly Jesus was not overly impressed by money. The gift she gave him was so personal, so timely, so in sync with what he was going through. 
He was surrounded by the pressures of the plotting religious leaders and his own disciples' oblivion to what was going on, not to mention Judas's upcoming betrayal. But in the middle of it all, there was someone who was close to Jesus' heart. She understood these significant times, what he was going through and about to endure, and she anointed him in a public display of adoration and submission. Surely, the fragrance lingered for days possibly all the way to the cross. She ministered to Jesus with sacrifice, submission, awareness of the times, and deep love. When you have a close friend, you know what they love, what they need. You are aware of their highs and lows, their important times and their sad moments. When you are a close friend, you are the first to respond with a text, a gift, or conversation because you know your friend so well. How close are you to Jesus? Do you know what he loves and desires? When have you done a beautiful thing for Jesus? So aware of his heart and purpose in the world around you that you sacrifice for him with sincerity, submission, love, and in a way that was in step with what he was doing? Maybe it's time to sit at his feet again, to listen, to learn, to draw near to him so you can know what is the beautiful thing that you can do for Jesus. Judas's Devious Plan In sharp contrast to Mary's outpouring of selfless love, Judas prepares at this very moment to gratify his own greedy desires. He too is aware of the tension leading up to Jesus' death, and he is ready to get something out of it. Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 to 16. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. As John wrote, this was not a one-time greedy moment for Judas. This was something that had grown in his heart. Judas had been embezzling money all along as the group treasurer. His love for money was left unchecked, and it surpassed any love he might have had in his heart for Jesus. A love of money drove him to do something that he would, less than a week later, deeply regret giver and a taker. What a contrast we see between Mary and Judas. Mary had a heart to sacrificially give to Jesus. Judas desired to take for himself. In your relationship with Jesus, are you a giver or a taker? Do you have a heart to sit at his feet, receive from him, and then pour out your time, money, love, gifts, just to bless Jesus? It is true. Jesus is the one who is the biggest giver in our relationship. He has given himself, and he has poured out every heavenly blessing for us. Let us also be generous to the greatest gift giver by surrendering our lives and love to him. Thanks for having some spiritual limey with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. 期待你再次回来. 
We love ya. 我们爱你哟、哦。